0: us, right? Like there are so many different channels now that mm-hmm. um, I think looking at it as just TV advertising um, is of the past. It's, it's what is the audience that you want to reach? What's the story that you're trying to tell? And then how can we partner to reach that audience in the right channels that are now available um, in a way that perhaps weren't available just a couple of years ago?
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films the show where we bring you direct access to tips and insights from today's marketing thought leaders. I'm your host, Josh Henry. Lamp House Films is a production company that creates film-centered marketing campaigns. Our passion, both in our commercials and on the show, is to help companies create marketing that is honest, beautiful, and effective. Today on the show, we're talking to Brittany Slattery, the SVP and Head of Marketing and Communications at OpenAP. OpenAP is TV's advanced advertising platform, started by TV networks like Fox, NBC, and CBS to give audiences better and more targeted ad experiences. OpenAP has and continues to refine ways for brands to reach audiences. Before we jump in, make sure to subscribe and click the link below to get our free bonus content. If you've been enjoying the show, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a review. It takes like 20 seconds and helps other people find the show and hear from these amazing marketers. Make sure you leave your Instagram handle in your review so we can send you a gift as a thank you. Now, let's jump into our conversation with Brittany. I think a lot of people, especially maybe 10 years ago, would have seen sort of marketing and journalism as like diametrically opposed fields. But more and more and more, they're sort of finding some commonality, especially with storytelling. So what do you feel like you learned in your journalism, brief journalism career that you've carried over into marketing?
0: yeah for me it was understanding your audience and understanding what they deeply care about Hmm. and finding a way to connect your message to the audience in a way that was relevant that would change behavior that would make them act and for marketers that's the key of what so many of us should do and there's different flavors of marketing right some marketers are focused on revenue generation just pipeline demand gen performance marketing um all in the service of growth certainly um but Any marketer who's going to make the impact for the bottom line that they need, it's understanding the audience, deeply what they care about, using that data and insights, then craft a narrative, craft a story around it. I I like to call it uh, brand storytelling or brand journalism in a way, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that can be applied, whether you're a B2B company or B2C. because
1: you mentioned before that you feel like the thing that sort of makes marketing interesting is the storytelling, and Mm -hmm. I think... Data is such a powerful tool, but there's, there isn't as much of a natural connection between, between the two. Which place do you find yourself starting at? Do you usually find yourself thinking like, who is our customer, what is their story, and what do they need to know? Or do you find yourself starting with the data and then trying to like back into the customer story?
0: Yeah, that's a great, great question. For me, it's it's the first. It's starting with who is your customer and then how can we enrich what we think we know about that customer using data? Hmm. Um, from an open AP standpoint, um, how we really add value to marketers is um, using data, first-party or third-party data, to help make sure that their commercial, their advertising gets seen and gets um, heard by the right people. Um, so previously from a television advertising standpoint, um, you had marketers who would transact on standard age and gender demographics. So male or female between the ages of 18 to 49. Um, we know that with digital, right? And, and the way that you can um, target so precisely based on audience segment, that that was becoming an antiquated way of, of marketing. And so OpenAP was really founded to help connect the advertising message with more granular, advanced audiences in a way that would make that message more meaningful because you're reaching the right people, right? Rather than targeting all women between 18 to 49, you can now target, if I'm free to mom, I can target um, moms with kids under three or right. Based on who it is that your target consumer demographic is.
1: Now, do you find your most successful clients targeting in like really deeply or is it staying a little bit more universal? Like what do you find in this, in this new world of like specificity and in marketing is, is it, is there still a degree of like universal stories and universal appeal or do you think it's better to really like niche in a little bit more?
0: it's a great question and for me it comes down to what are the objectives of the brand so mm. when we were partnering with a marketer or advertiser it's understanding what KPIs, what are the objectives that you want for this investment that you're making. Mm -hmm. For some brands, it might just be broad awareness, right? And in that case, it might be a um, tentpole spot that makes more sense, right? Um, Advertising at the Oscars or the Grammys or the Olympics. Um, For others, it might be, no, we want to drive foot traffic. We want to drive (laughs) conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for there, a more targeted audience might make sense for them because it's getting in front of the right consumer profile rather than this mass um, demographic that you would inevitably have waste with because your, your, your ads are being seen by people who might not care or act with your product.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I I always look at like, um, like billboards I'm driving and I see a billboard. I'm like, does that work for you? I'm like, just because of how like targeted, we can be right now. And I, and I guess that is the difference is if you're working on these tentpole campaigns where it's like, I'm not actually trying to like get you to go to the store right now. I'm just trying to get this in your mind. There still is a bit of a, a bit of a place for that, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, um, as I mentioned, I'm a new mom, um, have a little boy who's now three and a half months old, but one of my favorite campaigns that I've seen and engaged with over the last year was actually something by Freedom Mom. They had come up with a spot that was actually um, banned from running in the Oscars in 2020 because it was too vulnerable, perhaps, right? Um, Showed a depiction of motherhood that at the time the country just wasn't ready for. Um, They came back in 2021, Um, and advertised with NBC Universal, who is a partner of ours at the Golden Globes. And it created a dialogue, it created a movement. Not only did it build awareness of their brand and of their product, but it also started to shift the conversation of how we as a country should view new motherhood or should view Mm. um, uh, the challenges that working women might have to face as they're entering the workforce after having a child. And I think that is the brilliancy of what television advertising, film what creative storytelling can do in service of a brand is both building awareness of a product changing the conversation um and and really creating um loyalty with with a new demographic that perhaps hadn't really been exposed to their brand before
1: yeah and and that's the kind of thing that heavy targeting just like will can never like heavy targeting might get more foot traffic but it's not going to create like water cooler conversation Because most of the people around the water cooler haven't seen it because it's not for them.
0: Right. Right. But it's also not looking at um, the television ecosystem as just one channel anymore. And I think that's what's so exciting about where advertising is headed is that as marketers, as storytellers, we have so many new canvases that we can explore Mm. today. Right. It used to be that watching TV meant just sitting down on live television at your your tv in your living room right no longer are people just watching tv in their living room they're watching it um as their Going, I I would say commuting. Not many people are commuting these days, but it could be um, watching it in your bedroom as you're preparing to wind down for the night or it's watching it on your computer as you're catching up on work over the weekend or on streaming, whether that's um, Peacock Plus or Disney Plus, right? Like there are so many different channels now that Mm -hmm. um, I think looking at it as just TV advertising um, is of the past. It's, it's what is the audience that you want to reach? What's the story that you're trying to tell? And then how can we partner to reach that audience in the right channels that are now available um, in a way that perhaps weren't available just a couple of years ago? Hmm.
1: And so I think one of the things that is really intriguing, but daunting about this strange new world, especially for people like us who um we're content people. We create visual content. And so now that there's a thousand different implementations where that, where that content could be, we have a thousand different sets of expectations of what we want to get out of that content. And so I, I know this is a loaded question and there's way too much to get into, but like, a, what is the way to be successful in this like oversaturated world where there's a thousand different versions of a thing? Do you, do do you feel like it's important to be, to have 20 different deliverables of the same creative in order to play on all those platforms? Or is there another, or is there a different way into it that you guys, that you guys
0: use? Yeah. I think knowing your audience and I I might Hmm. sound like a broken record, but that's what it comes down to for me is knowing who you're communicating to and what's most important to them. And if you don't know that, I think Part of it is understanding how you can get that level of insights and Intel, whether it's you have your own data that you can look at and say, "Okay, um, this type of consumer segment will respond best to um, a long form video that looks at more lifestyle, how the product can fit into their daily life. Other consumer might want just the facts of of, how the product works and operates, Mm. Um, but it's understanding how your target audiences respond to the messages that you're putting out and then optimizing and adapting. And I think that's the beauty of, while it is certainly daunting because there's so many different channels and so many different um, vehicles that marketers have today, it's also an exciting time for marketers to be able to optimize, to test, to learn um, and make marketing smarter for them um, in a way that drives growth, that connects with consumers, build loyalty over time.
1: So, this is a thing that I hear a lot, know your audience, know your audience. How how do you go about learning your audience? If you are, you know, a startup who is just sort of trying to find like your way, what do you say is the best like first step to take in in that journey?
0: I think it will likely um vary based on um if you're business to business versus mm-hmm. business to consumer, but the the first step is asking for feedback right and asking um for consumer intel on what they want in a new product um, for open ap when we um restarted the company uh one of the first things that we did was create a client advisory board hmm. um, and That is a way to um, get their input, get their feedback on what it is they needed from a technology standpoint in order to grow the market for advanced advertising. Historically, we had been so focused on building the products and services for publishers that they needed, Um, but we saw that there was a gap. We needed to hear from buyers, from the advertisers, from the marketers in order to collectively bring the market together and move it forward. Um, And so that for us as as a business to business organization has provided incredible insights and feedback that have Mm. informed our product innovation roadmap and have informed where we as a company have invested our tech development and resources over time. Um, And for a new startup that might be um, direct to consumer, you know, it could be starting in small beta and targeting a specific segment that (laughs) you think you might be going after offering incentives to use the product or incentives to take a survey or to, or to hear from them um, on what it is they liked and didn't like. And then using that feedback as part of a constant product innovation cycle Mm -hmm. to then find your product market fit.
1: Yeah. I think that's the, that's the, The brilliance of the model is it's I think a lot of people go into those things thinking, okay, how can I learn a little bit more about my clients so that I can spin what I already have to sell it to them more effectively rather than how do I realize what they actually really want here and then pivot to just give them what they actually want. And then it's a little bit easier to to sell it to them when it's something that, you know, is going to actually make their life better.
0: Right. And and in that case, it's not even a hard sell at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've done the diligence of listening, of asking what they need, of creating a solution that's going to enrich their life or enrich their job. And it becomes a partnership with the with your client and the organization rather than right, like a, a give and a take. It's it's mm-hmm. how do we mutually find this common ground and, and create something together that will impact our category? Um, and, and that's where we've seen the most success.
1: Yeah. That yeah, that's really good. And I think as much as I like optimistically like to think that marketers were always trying to do that, I think there is this um I think having these like boards of people whose entire job is to make sure that your customers are actually satisfied. I think is a really like healthy healthy movement. So, as yeah. you're as you're forecasting looking down the road, making plans for the next 5-10 years, how do you feel like these these changes in, in marketing are going to continue to evolve. And, and what are you thinking about now to, to stay ahead of?
0: Yeah. So for a business, for, for OpenAP, we were founded on breaking down the silos across television publishers and making it easier to scale um, these more targeted campaigns and, and get the reach that brands are used to with television mm. advertisers. Um, we are now focused on how do we break the silos down across screens and across platforms. Hmm. Um, and that, I think, has become even more accelerated over the last 16 months as we're all living at home, working from home, right? Um, so we've seen digital connected TV, streaming TV skyrocket. Um, but there is a fluidity in the way in which people consume content. It might be, as I mentioned, at the television. It might be on your mobile device, on your tablet, on your computer. So for For us, it's how do we um, help marketers create a single view of that audience across screens that they can see, is their advertising reaching the right people? Is Hmm. it getting... Um, the the reach that we want, and then how do you deduplicate that across devices so that you can see? Okay, um, Josh viewed this commercial on his television, and then he switched to his iPad, in which he saw it again on his tablet. Right, so it's it's again creating a cross screen um, viewing environment because we've seen that people um, and consumers don't really look at TV as their set top box, they look at TV wherever they're viewing video content. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's the exciting um, thing for us over the next, I would say even one to three years, (laughs) not even out five, um, is that there are so many new channels, we just have to make sure that we have that single view of the customer to help marketers and advertisers um, see that who they're targeting, make sure they're reaching the right people and then being able to get the ROI that they want for their investment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then I think the, the, the natural next question for the advertisers is then how do we craft a story that can connect with people on all of these platforms, whether they're, you know, like you said, watching the Olympics or if they're just scrolling and trying to be quickly entertained, like how are you creating something that speaks to people no matter, no matter where they're at?
0: Yeah. And for me, it's again, keep it authentic to your brand, know who you are as a company, know what you value and, and, don't deviate far from that because your customers will know when you're not being honest or truthful or real with them. Um, So having that authentic message, the authentic way in which you tell your brand stories is is where um, some of the leading creative shops have had most success in working with Nike or Airbnb or Freedom Mom, right? Because they know their values. They know who they are at the DNA and Mm -hmm. they create the experiences and the messages that support that.
1: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films. Lamp House is a production company that creates film-centered marketing campaigns. If you want to chat with us about your next campaign or would like to hear more about what we do here at Lamp House, we would love to hear from you. You can reach me directly at josh at lamphousefilms.com or you can schedule a meeting using the link in the description. While you're there, click the link to get access to our free bonus content. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, send us that review. It goes such a long way. Marketing Conversations is a production of Lamp House Films, produced by Lauren Zair and Malia Irby. I'm your host, Josh Henry. Until next time, stay inspired and let's keep the conversation going.